are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today we are answering your Twitter questions today. Uh, Landon, we got a record, 89 questions, and they're still coming in. Uh, I think I think fans want to know what's going on with this Cowboys team uh, in 2022. What do you think? I, and mostly they're just hanging on their the edge of their seats to see our take on whether or not the Cowboys will re-sign Jake McQuaid. Uh, long snapper. So. Yeah, that's that's really what we, we should just do this whole podcast on whether or not they'll resign Jake McQuaid. Uh, I just like saying the name Jake, Jake McQuaid, McQuaid, private eye. Yeah, one of the few Cowboys that was not responsible for uh, their loss on Sunday, right? Him and Greg Zerline, it's unbelievable that it's those two. That's those are the guys that, because of that, those are the guys that we're going to resign and everybody else can walk. Uh, basically. Um, I just want to tell you, and I can tell our listeners, I started watching draft stuff. I know it's early. I, I I had to. I had to get my mind off this current Cowboys team. So I started watching draft film. I I, I thought about hitting up you and John last night about getting a, a watch list going. And, I'm, and honestly, I probably will start this week. I, I just I'll started just... Senior Bowl prep because pre, uh, Senior Bowl is like two weeks away. So Yeah, yeah, I'm probably uh, going to start as well. So. Uh, all right, so let's get, to your tw- yeah, let's get to your, uh, your Twitter questions. The first one. Comes from Matt. He wants to know what is the long term outlook for this team after another disappointing season. <laughs> it's a good question. I uh, mean, that's, I've, been, just, I've been thinking about this a lot. Go right to it. Just get it right into it. Uh, well, you've been thinking about it a lot. Let's hear you. Let's hear your answer first, Marcus. Let's. What do you? Th- what's your take? I think. Okay. I think this was the year that the Cowboys, if they're going to win a Super Bowl, this was the year they needed to do it. I think the next couple of years are going to be competitive. Very probably the same sort of season that we see this year, somewhere between nine and 11 wins, because when you have a good quarterback, you're kind of going to float around there. But it just seemed like this was the year that everything lined up between having the best health, uh, between having a bunch of guys on rookie contracts. Um, it felt like this was the year they needed to get it done. So I don't want to be super grim that their window has shut because it hasn't. But this feels like if you line up like the percentages, this is the year yeah. they had the best shot of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I feel, it definitely feels like this was the year that things lined up the best for you know you had the the best talent and the the cheapest price point. You know, just I mean, I'm looking at this list of free agents right now, and it's overwhelming. Um, so I think that you're not wrong i think that the, the this was obviously a, a great opportunity which again makes it even more disappointing uh the kind of result right is that this was a real chance to do something with the team that uh is exceptionally talented uh and and they weren't able to kind of uh, you know do anything with it so uh i yeah you know, i i agree I, I don't think that um you know, I don't think that their opportunity to go or to win a Super Bowl is is you know out of the question the next few years. I just think that this was a real chance to have the kind of roster that you know you would associate with those opportunities and 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 kind of rebuilding from here. I mean, it's it's a constant rebuild every single year, but I, I think you know it's going to be a couple of years probably, like you said, of of solid drafts that you're going to need 
to kind of get back into the place that you are when you started the season. All right. So let's do this like a, a positive, negative point of view, right? The positive is you have a lot of guys still on rookie contracts, right? Like yeah. Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs, Osa, Kelvin Joseph. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it, CD Lamb. So if those guys stay healthy and they can continue to improve, and let's say two of those guys pop, like Chauncey Golston, let's say he takes the next step and becomes a starting level defensive end. Or suddenly Nation Wright becomes a starting outside cornerback. This window can kind of creep back open. And maybe, yeah. you know, maybe there's some guys down the roster who develop into starters that you weren't expecting. Matt Farniok, right? The the center from was it Wisconsin, right? Like they have options. Yeah. The problem is you're probably gonna lose at least one, if not two of your coordinators. You're gonna lose a bunch of guys in free agency that were contributors, you know, Dalton Schultz, maybe Michael Gallup. If, I mean, J, J. Ron Curse, it's going to be off. You're, you almost have to have those guys step up in order to replace the talent that's going to leave. So it's not completely over for the Cowboys. It's just the, the margin of error is, is so much smaller now going into this offseason. Yeah. I mean, we also have to remember too, and, and just to add a little silver lining there, uh, you know, <laughs> J. Ron Kirsch was not J. Ron Kirsch when we started the season, Correct. I mean, as far as we know. So uh, there's always the opportunity that these guys that someone that we're not expecting kind of takes a step and, and does something. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with our general thoughts. The, there. the one concern I do have, and this one I've been worried about for a while is what happens when you're two stud offensive linemen, either hit a wall or leave. Like when Zach Martin, at some point, Zach Martin is going to decline at least a little bit in play, not from an all pro down to a, a bad starter, but what happens when he goes from an all pro to only a good starter and Tyron Smith goes from an all pro starter to an average starter. That's when I get concerned about this team. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that happening. Yeah. Every year is going to creep us closer to that for sure. Cowboys and, definitely need to have a, a focus on offensive line. I think starting this off season, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that maybe later in the week. But I think I'm sure. I mean, if I had to put money on which what are the Cowboys doing the first round right now, Lanin? I, I would almost have to say offensive line, right? It certainly is on my list. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some more questions. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a new uh, or happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, just don't bet on the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Please don't do that. That's not fun at all. Don't. That's not cool. No, don't do that. Friends don't let friends bet on the Packers. Uh, yes. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get to some more questions. Uh, this one's from at Dem Cowboys fan. He wants to know who in your mind is to blame for the offensive failures throughout the regular season. Is it Dak? Is it Kellamore? positional coaches, wide receivers? We should mention that the Cowboys had the number one offense in yards and points this year. So we're talking about a relative failure, right? We're really talking about a couple games in the playoffs. So it's not like this offense was just awful. They, they had a couple games where they struggled. But who would you blame for the 49ers game, the Cardinals game, the Broncos games, uh, you know, ones like that? 
I mean, the problem is, is that all of these games got all lumped together, you know, yeah. and that's that's what's not encouraging is that to me, it's 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 almost like Cliff Kingsbury, you know, where, you know, the whole first half of the season, they light the NFL on fire. And then the second half, it's like, I don't know, everyone's figured it out or something. Uh, I mean, look, I I think after we talked on Sunday, I've, I've kind of even further gone into my feelings about this. Uh, I mean, if we're going to go to one entity, to me, uh, I think we start with the coaching staff. I mean, I, I just think that there's uh, – we've talked about it. We said it in kind of one way or another throughout the season, right? Like that it feels like this team didn't have anything that they could hang their hat on offensively. Well- I'm going to pause you, know? you right there because our, yeah. our, our, our guy, Rob Rouser, wanted to know. I've heard folks talk, talk about Kellamore having a collection of cool plays, but not really an offensive scheme with unified run and pass concepts. Yeah. Can you speak yeah. to this? Yeah, I can. I mean, I think, you know, you talk about a team that I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they did not avail themselves uh, of play action the way that the uh, smart offenses do. Uh, this is a team that has a lot of focus on the run, but doesn't didn't bother to really marry the play action game with the run game, short of just the the naked boot game, right? And and that that basically got completely uh, train wrecked when Dak hurt his his calf, right? It's you know it's it's funny because all of this can be pointed back to the the end of the New England game, right? That was the kind of line of you know someone I think it was uh, I was listening to. Jeff Cavanaugh uh, and Dave Hellman uh, on Kavanaugh's stream talking about uh, how the line of demarcation, it's very clear where, where the, the, the decline started to happen, but it, what's not clear is what caused the decline. Right. I, I think it's a, a combination of things. It was the offensive line shuffling that went on that was kind of ill-advised and kind of threw things out of, out of joint for the Cowboys. It was the calf injury to Dak, which limited his ability to kind of, specifically on those naked plays that uh, throw the ball. And because they didn't have any other kind of uh, connective tissue between the run game and the pass game, they didn't have anything, you know, what you want is the play action game to be set up by your run game. Mm-hmm. And, and when you only are doing that on wide zone and the constraint is a bootleg uh, and you can't, you run the naked bootleg consistently, you're having problems. You, you need to be running more play action. You need to have more concepts. You need to have one or two things that you can rely on to work consistently so that when other things aren't working or your original game plan doesn't work and you get hit in the mouth, you can at least find a way to move the ball a little bit, move the chains and rely on something. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we've swung too far the other way from Jason Garrett. Right. Like Jason Garrett offense was they do four or five things. They try to do those four or five things very well. uh, But eventually defenses figure it out. Kellen Moore has tried to go the other way. They just throw a whole bunch of different stuff at you. They, they find new plays. They, they discover them. They, they, they install them. But the problem is, is that they don't have those two or three things that they know that they do well consistently, no matter what uh, to kind of rely on. And, and I feel like that's why you see, we used to refer to Dak having always having the answers early in the season. It felt like he didn't have answers in the second half of the season. It felt like mm-hmm. it, all the answers that he was given by this coaching staff weren't enough to actually solve the problem. And that's, that's what I see is, is, is I, I love the way that that person uh, referred to it, a collection of plays as opposed to a complete and cohesive offensive system. Yeah. I'll give you one part of the game. Like they really struggled, like the screen game. 
They used yeah. to be an awesome screen team, even under Jason Garrett. Like that was something they were always really good at. How many long Ezekiel Elliott screens can you think of? Like I can think of the one against the Steelers, the one against the 49ers. Like he had these all the time. And in recent weeks, they really struggled with that, whether it was tight end screens that they really never ran anymore. Uh, they didn't hit. When's the last time they hit a big, you know, screen to a running back? Like, it's It's been a long time. Well, when was the last time they ran a, just a normal screen, not like a double throwback screen, and it worked? Like they had that that period period early in the season where they would fake the screen to one side and then throw it back to the backside uh, to get blockers in front, and that would have some success. But they but they almost never had any success in just throwing regular screens, and and you yeah. know ultimately that wasn't a good solution for uh, dealing with the blitz. But you know that didn't actually even uh, come into play at the end of the season because you know usually you're throwing the screen to get teams to get to get the blitz off of you. Dak was handling the blitz just fine, but the problem was that the t- at the end teams weren't blitzing; they were just yeah. dropping guys in, into coverage because they knew that there wasn't going to be anybody open for him, and he would just have to sit in the pocket and get sacked. I will say this. I want, I want your thoughts. I still think Kellen Moore is one of the better offensive coordinators in the NFL. And I think he's just really, really green. Uh, he's not been a coach for very long, uh, but he's got flaws just like every offensive coordinator does. But are, are you convinced that he can still be the right guy with Dak? Or do you think it's actually better for those two to kind of split up? I think it might be better to consider splitting them up. I, I just don't think we should – uh, uh, you know, just completely uh, resign resign to the fact that that Kellen is the best answer here. Um, because, it doesn't mean uh, he's bad though, because no. I honestly, I honestly think he is really, really good. It's just I, he needs development, and the problem is, is that his career is getting too far over its his skis. To in my yeah. opinion, he yeah. needs more years in in a you know in an uh he needs more years either being a coordinator or being an assistant coach before he's ready to be a head. I mean, he's just not ready to be a head coach. He's, he's, he's learning the offensive coordinator job on the job. So I, I would say he definitely needs seasoning as an offensive coordinator. I, I would be very uncomfortable if they made him the head coach or if uh, yeah. I, look, I mean, I know this seems like a change of tune here, but to me, the idea of the whole last month was, okay, they're trying to slow play this to get into the, the playoffs. And then once they get in the playoffs, They'll change the, the they'll change the tempo. They'll change the the splits. They'll they'll change things up and and make some you know adjustments to adjust to the next level, which is the yeah. playoffs. They didn't do any of that, uh, and to me that reads like someone who is you know kind of out of their depth. And and especially when you can like I said compare the the opening scripts between the two teams, it's it's pretty stark the difference. So between them. just really quickly before we move on, I I yeah. went back and watched the game last night, and. I honestly got the sense that the game plan felt a lot like what Kellen Moore's game plans looked like when they had Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci at quarterback. It was, hey, we're just hoping that we can hit a chunk play here, and there's no rhyme or reason for any moves. It was all just I, – I don't want to say gadgety because it wasn't necessarily that, but there was no flow at all with the offense. Like when you watch Sean McVay call an offense or you watch Eric Bieniemy, like – you're building things, excuse me, building things, you know, on top of each other. It just didn't feel that way at all. And it hadn't felt that way all month long, right? Yeah. It just, it, you know, the Seth oh, Galina piece, if you haven't read it from PFF, it was really, I mean, he put a lot of things onto, onto the page that I have been struggling at times to kind of verbalize. But, you know, I keep calling it the easy button. 
it's not this offense isn't hitting the easy button for Dak. If you go and watch what Jimmy G does, you go and watch uh, what McVay does, even with with uh, even with Stafford. Uh, these guys and and and, Ro- and even with Rodgers and, and oh yeah and, uh, yeah F- uh, McFleur and uh, uh, Lafleur and, uh, uh, and Green Bay, it, it, they they give him they set up easy completions. They they make the job of quarterbacking easier. What what's happening with Kellen Moore is that he's giving Dak a lot of options. He's putting a lot on Dak's plate because Dak can handle it. Dak will, is probably telling him, yeah, I can do this, I can handle it. But but the point is is that he shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to make quarterbacking hard in order to make it uh, good. You should yep. be able to have you know five to six plays that uh, you have in your back pocket that should allow for your receivers to get open and, and, and allow for easy completions. It doesn't feel like the Cowboys offense has a lot of that. I, I agree. Um, all right. I, I, we have so many questions. I know. We gotta, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I know. No, that's all right. I, we could go on. We're going to talk a lot about Kel Moore and you know, if he stays – what the Cowboys can do differently on offense, you know, going into next year, if he go, goes, what Mike McCarthy and the new offensive coordinator are going to look like. So we're, we're going to have plenty of time. Uh, one more quick break, just to tell you guys about TurboTax. Uh, people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Maybe you inherited a condo and are renting it out, or maybe you're getting paid in crypto. I kind of wish I was getting paid crypto right now. That'd be nice. Uh, and you're not sure how it's taxed. TurboTax Live can uh, now match you with the right expert who has the experience in your unique situation. They can answer all of your tax questions or even take care of the whole filing process for you. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. All right. Uh, this next question, and we're going to combine two questions together. This is from Alan. And from Remy, they want to know what's a viable plan for the offensive line in 2022. And is it time to overhaul the offensive line? Now, before we get into this, do want to mention uh, Connor Williams is a free agent. Connor McGovern is going into the last year of his deal. Tyron Smith has no guaranteed money left. Lyle Collins has no guaranteed money left. It seems pretty unlikely that they're going to cut Tyron Smith and only save $5 million. They could cut Lyle Collins, but they would only save, uh, I believe, $1.3 million there. Um, so that doesn't make a ton of sense either. What are your thoughts here? I mean, I think you have to keep them both. Um, and then, you know, I, I think you hope that another year of development with Terrence Steele gets him mm-hmm. a little bit closer to that, that group. And I, I think that Terrence Steele had a fantastic year this year. Uh, I mean, especially for what the expectation is. And if he can have – a similar type of growth this year, uh, then I think he's, you know, probably a viable long-term starter for you. Um, so I think that that part is mostly solid, right? You can, if you needed to, maybe you can convince Ty and Seki to come back one year if you want insurance policy. There, you have Josh Ball. You've that's, got Josh that's Ball. Kind of my thing here is I, I, I've got the feeling this is probably the last year of a Tyron Lyell duo right coming in coming up this next year yeah this 2022 yeah. is probably the yeah. last year I they'll probably so. move on from one of those guys after this year let terrence Steele take the other side and by that time josh ball would be going into year three hopefully he could be your swing tackle that's my guess right yeah the interior is more the issue right, right. because you're not 100 sure how you feel about biotish now i think biotish played better football down the down the stretch 
Maybe he comes into the off season to get some, you know, some more girth to him. Maybe he improves. Farniak is a guy that I'm interested in kind of seeing how he develops over the off season. Uh, McGovern obviously is probably the guy that you're penciling in as your left guard starter going into next season. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what's Brandon Knight up to? No, <laughs> uh, you know, they'll, they'll look in the draft. I, I, I think the, the, the draft is going to, Offensive line, and specifically interior offensive line, will likely be a target early in, in the draft, especially since the Cowboys are going to be picking near the bottom of the of the half of the first round. That's probably a good spot to get one of the better guards in in, in college football. So, or maybe a center like Linderbaum or someone like that. Yeah, so, there you go, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would I also say there, this is a draft, and again, we're we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the draft. But just yeah. from me watching college football this year, there's a lot of these guys that are like tackle guard guys, right? They yeah, play both. Yeah. I'm wondering if that might be the better option, right? Like get Maybe. somebody and start at guard. And if you need to kick him out at right tackle later on, you could do that. But my guess, Landon, like standing here right now, I think your offensive line week one is probably Tyron Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. And they would be an upset if it's anything else. I, I think it's not, it's not outrageous to suggest that. I mean, unless they get somebody really high quality in the first round that could step in, start right away i i think that that's probably your penciled in starting five what's a bigger issue center or left guard like if i could tell you right now hey you're going to get a high caliber starter at 24 would you rather it be at center or left guard i feel like if you get it at center it's easy to cover up that left guard you know um and especially since i feel like it's center as well because then you have let's say Linderbaum falls to you at 24 again, way too early. Now you have a competition between Biotis and McGovern for that spot, right? And I don't know how Biotis would be at guard, but he's got a lot of snaps to him, right? At least you have a little bit of a competition there. I, I think I agree with you. The snaps have got to get fixed. Like, I mean, that, we just can't have Dak having to worry about that. You know, I mean, it didn't cause a, too much disaster this year, but it's annoying enough that Dak has to deal with that every other snap and a shotgun snap when we run that so much. So at the very least, Biotis has got to fix that. Uh, all right. Next question. This one for Pete. Why were the Cowboys so stubborn to keep an injured Ezekiel Elliott as a starter for the whole second half of the season? It was obvious that he was hurting. Why not let him sit and heal and use Tony Pollard? Because Pollard was hurt too. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. I, I, I don't disagree that Pollard probably should have gotten more touches, but I mean, watching that game, did you feel like Pollard was completely healthy? I didn't. I, I feel mean, like that, he was healthier, though. Hell, I mean, maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe he should have gotten more snaps, but I don't know that he was, you know, loading him up on a bunch of snaps is going to be helpful either. Didn't feel like he was breaking tackles the same rate that he was uh, previous to the injury. I mean, at least this last week. So, um, and again, like ultimately, you know, I, I'm using your argument here. Running backs don't matter. So the, the, the blocking was terrible, and and if you can't if you can't uh, you know block the, the team's middle linebacker on a wide zone and just let him shoot the gap and just for a three yard loss and like in the first play of the game, it doesn't really matter who's back there playing running back. Honestly, yeah, um, I will say I think running back's a sneaky need for the Cowboys this year. Um, yeah, maybe. like not something you have to draft in the top 100, but like a guy you need to probably draft on day three because Tony Pollard's a free agent after this year. 
who knows about the status of Zeke and his contract and how he wears down. I think I would be, I would be open to the Cowboys drafting somebody in the fourth, fifth round and getting them ready because listen, I love Tony Pollard. I'm not paying him. I'm just not right. Yeah, about Rico Dowdle too. I mean, I think he is, I mean, he's hurt and whatever, but I I thought he showed you some stuff uh, beforehand enough to be like that third running back for sure. But I don't disagree. I think if, just yeah. keep the running backs coming, frankly. Uh, this next one, Lance, is for you. Uh, it's from Craig. Give me one good reason to keep Mike McCarthy for 2022. I know this is hard because we we're coming off a tough loss in the wild card. I, I think you can make some good reasons, but I want to hear yours. I, you know, I mean, I, I'll argue as much as the next guy. I mean, I, I think that he has a lot of blame for what happened, but. I don't know that he deserves all the blame there. I think he's done a pretty good job of running a good program. Um, I think he's, you know, he definitely is a legitimate head coach, you know, and, and knows how to take to do that job. The concerns I have are how is what's his input on how the offense is being run, and and is he contributing to the problems there? Um, I, that's. You know, that's my concern. I I can't necessarily give you a reason why he should be back other than I think he's run a pretty decent program. And I don't know that like his head coaching has been the downfall of him. Uh, But I, you know, I certainly am not going to be surprised or upset necessarily if the Cowboys let him go, because, uh, you know, this was, in, in my opinion, this with as good as this team was, this was a fireball offense. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. Like I, that was a, a really, really tough outcome for a team that's just talented. I will say, and I, I kind of always had this in my back of my mind, this year's weird with COVID stuff. I know we, it's it sucks to talk about it, but it's still really a really weird year for a lot of reasons. Like they had guys missing all season long for COVID and they had they couldn't do meetings a couple of weeks. They had they had to cancel practices. And it's just I don't know. I, I think that factors in. On top of that, look at the staff that he built, right? Like Dan Quinn is getting coaching opportunities from like eight different teams right now. Uh, Bones Fossil was really good this season. Kellen Moore getting lots of, lots of coaching opportunities. I think when you're a seasoned veteran coach like McCarthy, you're able to bring in a, a lot of these good coordinators and good assistant coaches because you do have pull and you've got connections. And I think that does matter. I think if you go out and you hire, I don't know, let's say Kellen Moore, I, I've got some real, real, concerns about how he would build a staff considering he's not been in the nfl that long so that uh, that works all... as long that works yeah. as long as he's continuing to get these assistants that's my concern right is sure. what if you keep mike mccarthy and then he decides to make ben mcadoo the offensive coordinator you know like uh, is that what i've heard i don't confidence? think that's very likely i don't i mean okay the, yeah i don't either necessarily but i guess my point is is that mccarthy on his own doesn't inspire confidence mccarthy plus Kellen Moore is what it got us excited before. So correct. I mean, he, but if there it's better like, be a pretty strong offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator candidates right. in place if if McCarthy comes back. I agree with you. And that's what I think I, I, I want to see what the staff shakes out. Because yeah. if it's if it's Mike McCarthy and Doug Newsomeyer and pick your defensive coordinator, George Edwards, George I'm Edwards. not all that excited about this crap. I'm just not. But yeah. if it's this Mike wasn't McCarthy. this wasn't good enough to rehash. This isn't a good enough. This right. wasn't good enough an outcome to rerun. You know what I'm right. saying? But like, if it's but if it's Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio, okay, I'm good with that, right? 
I know. I see you. I see you being a little bit nervous about that. I just, you know, my my take, like, it, it, let's say all things being equal, who would you rather have? That, like, look, forget the defensive coordinator for a second. Yeah. Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, or Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean, okay, you picked the one guy that I absolutely love, so that's not completely fair. But you're Cowboys. right. You're right. You're yeah. right. We're the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I know. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate to be like this, but this is the, like, what did, what did uh, Parcells call it? This is the big room. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stop, let's stop biting around the edges. Go get the best guy that's out on the market that, that fits what you want to do the best. Like, don't just run it back with, with McCarthy because eh, it was, it was kind of good. Like, I don't know, I mean, man. Like, if we're being honest there, like, uh, is this a spot that big coaches want to come to? Let, let's say Jim Harbaugh is the big fish out there. Okay. Is Harbaugh going to want to come and have to deal with the Joneses? I mean, or, look, look, look at what Jason Garrett got out of, out of the Joneses. I, I know, but I'm saying, or or if you're Harbaugh, for instance, we're just using him as an example, or no. would you rather go to the Raiders when you could be the head honcho and, and everybody answers to you? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like you're still gonna get a crazy level of support. I, I I don't. I have a hard time feeling that the Cowboys have a bad reputation amongst coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, they hold on to folks too long. You're never gonna be short on resources. You're gonna you're gonna have free agents that want to come here, uh, regardless of how good the Cowboys are. Uh, it's still a pretty appetizing. You know, I mean, look. I mean, the other the yeah. other choices are Chicago the Vikings, the, you know, I, I, these are good, these are good organizations, but, but it's fair. I think that there's still, fair. there's still some steps between those, right. As far as desirable coaching jobs. So it sounds like you're completely out on Mike McCarthy. No, I, I, I don't want to say that. I, I, but what I'm saying is that it doesn't inspire conf- it, it bringing back Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn and, and Mike McCarthy doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Yeah. In, I, I mean, I feel fine about it if that was somehow worked, but running it back with lesser than coaches who were, I agree. That doesn't make any sense. That's that does nothing for me. So we might as well just start with a new coach. As far so as here's the trick here. So how, how do the Cowboys go about this? Like, let's say Brian Dable is somebody they're really interested in. <laughs> how do you, how do you, interview brian dable when you still have mike mccarthy as a head coach if he's the only one that you think is a possible upgrade how do you go about that jerry's gonna have to do what he's not comfortable or at least hasn't been comfortable doing in the past and and letting this guy go and getting it what 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 we can't do again is decide delaying this so much that suddenly you know you fire head coach after everybody else has already gotten their head coaches and now you're not even in the 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 carousel because the carousel is basically already stopped by the time that you're ready to hand them your ticket like it's the Cowboys have got to jump in if they're going to jump in. They need to make a decision sooner than later, which is probably not necessarily something they're going to do. But if they wanted to, they would need to make a decision sooner and then just go with it and, and commit to it. But I, I don't know if the Cowboys are, are ready to do that or not. It doesn't sound like from Stephen Jones, he's ready to do that. Yeah. I, we'll be, we'll see if Jerry in his advancing age is, is like looking at father time and like, I don't have time to wait on this anymore. Yeah. Let's yeah. start it. Let's let's get a new fresh blood in here. And that's why I don't see Kellen Moore becoming the head coach either. I don't think they're going to want to take their lumps and no. kind of develop a quarter, you know, a coach like they did with Jason Garrett again. I, I just don't think they're interested in that at all. So no. 
we'll see. Uh, so we still have like <laughs> 70 questions that we didn't get to. So we'll, we'll save some of these for later in the week. Content's going to be uh, a little bit drier uh, over the next couple uh, weeks. So we'll, we'll save some of these. We'll, uh, we'll talk about those more on Thursday. Although I've got a, a special little show lined up for you tomorrow that I haven't talked oh, to you about no. yet. So oh, no. uh, we'll, we'll save it for tomorrow. But download the podcast wherever you guys get your podcast. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you next time.